Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit, powered by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I am Wendy Batts, and I'm here with my friend, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you doing? I'm awesome, Wendy. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> oh, just living a dream, you know? Yeah. No place I'd rather be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, today's episode, we're, we're excited to talk about, we're going to talk about HIT training. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a type of training that, um, I don't want to call it a buzzword because it is a actual form of training. However, people have different thoughts when it comes to HIT. Of truly, what is it? What does it mean? And I, I hope that after today and after our podcast, we've uh, shed some light on what a true HIT program or training workout is. And therefore, you can determine, are you doing really a hit or are you just doing an exercise workout that's going to just crush you till, you know, you can barely move the next day. So when we actually yeah. talk about HIT, um, what HIT stands for is high intensity interval training, but it's also been termed as high intensity intermittent exercise training. And so, you know, Ken, do you, I know you probably do this with some of your clients, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Since, uh, you know, since some years ago, starting, uh, you know, uh, my own training studio and and having multiple people in the facility at the same time. And, you know, it's it's just been one of those ways that you can address people's need to want to feel like they got a great workout. They've got a good sweat going on and, you know, trying to condense it in a shorter amount of time. So from a practical application standpoint, I've used it actually in both one-on-one, small group. I've even used it with my teams. So very practical when you have a lot of stuff to do within a, let's say, a traditional 50 to 60-minute period. But um, maybe you, I want to focus on other things like uh, mobility work. So if I, if I have them foam roll, if I have them do some kind of mobility work, stability work, but then I only have X amount of time to get a, a higher intensity workout and they walk up feeling like they got something done. That's when I'll use this uh, quite a bit because it doesn't take a whole lot of time if you do it right. And I think that's one of the, the things yeah. we're going to talk about today, because, you know, there's oftentimes people talk about different types of, of training and it really is a component of HIT training. It's just the way that it's implemented. And same with same with myself. I do HIT uh, workouts with my clients as well, especially when we're short on time or they don't have time to do like an actual cardio workout. We'll implement this in so they are going to um, be able to uh, burn more calories, you know, because <laughs> it's definitely if you've done a true HIT workout, it is extremely, extremely challenging. However, you know, there are some definite pros and cons. And I know on a on a pro standpoint, mm-hmm. it's definitely time efficient. I mean, that's first and foremost. Um, you're going to burn, you know, more calories. You're going to burn fat. You know, they can be done anywhere. You don't need a ton of equipment. And, you know, it's going to help increase your, your metabolism, epoch at the end of the day. You know, so there are, you know, so many different benefits to it. However, there are some cons, too, because... Yeah. You know, if you don't have a good foundation on a, on a cardio standpoint, then it can lead to Disney dizziness. Um, you know, it can your muscles will be extremely sore, um, which, you know, as a trainer, sometimes we're like, oh, I got to You know, I crushed that person and they can barely walk. And at the end of the day, that's really not what we're trying to do. Um, you want someone to be able to right. feel that they came in to see you, but not be able to walk for a week. I mean, that's not the, the end goal or at least my end goal with my clients. 
And um, there is a chance of injury. So you have to be very careful in the exercise selections that you choose. Um, but I know one of the, the big things that we're going to stress today is the rest periods and how important it is to provide mm -hmm. rest in order to execute a true HIIT workout. Right. Yeah. So you bring up a lot of good points there on the pros and the cons. And I think as a responsible personal trainer, you have to look at, okay, what intensity am I Am I pushing my client to pursue when it comes to this this way of, of, of working out? And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I see quite a bit, especially when you see people training outdoors or somebody might just be dropping in for a session. But within that session, uh, there lies a, some kind of high, high intensity portion of, of the workout. But there may or may not have been some qualifying of a person's ability to execute with good form. So I know we'll talk about the work to rest ratio in a little bit, but if you're doing something like uh, 20 minutes of hard work, or sorry, 20 minutes, 20 seconds like, wow. of hard that's <laughs> not, yeah, that is the opposite of hit at that point. So you're talking about 20 seconds of hard work followed by 40 seconds of rest, but you're doing a bunch of, let's say squat jumps or some kind of squat jump variation. But if the person's, um, knees are coming in or feet are turning out and all the things that we talk about through the National Academy of Sports of Medicine, what we teach to personal trainers, if they're full of compensations, that whole part of risk for injury could be because of you and you know you haven't qualified somebody for the workout itself. So I think um, you know when we talk about the cons and the risk of injury, that is something that we as strength coaches, personal trainers have an ability to 100% control when it comes to how an exercise is being executed. I know something that you say quite a bit, Wendy, is, you know, never sacrifice form for a number, mm -hmm. right? And that's definitely what we want to hold for, for this way of training. Because essentially, if you're going high intensity, you're, 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 you're looking at a power-based movement for the most part, right? Some kind of jump, some kind of fast-moving um, exercise. And, uh, you know, you have to really be honed in on on how your clients are going to execute these exercises. So this whole dizziness, uh, you know, because if you haven't conditioned them and built them up for even though it's 20 seconds of work, um, let's just say, uh, have have they been conditioned? Are they going straight from zero to 60 within one session? And, you know, so a lot of these these cons as far as feeling sore, you know, have they built up the conditioning? Uh, to work for that amount of time for for that level of intensity. So I, I think um, the pros are definitely there. The cons can be managed to a great degree by whoever's leading the exercise session. Yes. And so, you know, when when I know, you know, as trainers or when you're taking some of the group fit classes, they're like, oh, you know, come and join our, my HIIT workout. And it's a 45 minute class. Um, keep in mind that it's probably not a true HIIT. However, it may be, at, mm -hmm. you know, a higher intensity, meaning that you know, you're going to be doing some higher impact jumping or power type movements um, that are going to be extremely challenging. But if you're not taking rest and you're looking at it kind of like a boot camp, then, um, you know, it's it's a little bit different. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not saying there's not components of that, but you're really not doing a true hit workout if it's 45 minutes long or as you said, right. 40 minutes long. So yeah. I think that's one of the common mistakes is because you have to be able to recover. And if you're doing the really hard, you know, interval type workouts, then that recovery is extremely, extremely important. 
And, um, you know, for those of you guys that are just joining us, uh, Ken Miller and myself, Wendy Batts, we're on the Random Fit Show talking today about HIT training. And again, HIT training is the high intensity interval training or high intensity um, intermittent exercises, depending on how you want to look at it. And, um, you know, right now we're really focusing on the, the work, work to rest ratio and the importance of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's one of the first things my clients ask me is when I say, OK, we're going to do we're going to do a, a hit workout today. Right. Um, and the, the, the next the next thing that usually come out of their mouths is, OK, how long do we get to rest? Right. So they they, they know the exercise selection, no matter what it is, it's not going to be good uh, from from the standpoint of, OK, we're going to work. Right. We're going to work. And this is not going to feel good. We're going to feel the burn. I just want to know how long do I have to rest, which, you know, the, the, now they're considered, you know, and we talked about the, the 20 seconds on, uh, is it, is it two to one, two to two, two to three, you know, they just want to know, okay, do I get 20 seconds break? Do I get a 40 second break or 30, you know, some, 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 uh, some version of, okay, how long do I get to actually catch my breath in between these circuits. So um, it just depends on the intensity of the exercise. If I have them doing more ballistic work, something that's going to be more high impact where they're actually jumping, uh, bounding or whatever it is, or even uh, one of the things that I like to use personally is, is the, the, skill, the skill mill where you can either sprint or you can do a high resistance push mm -hmm. uh, using that piece of equipment as, you know, if I'm doing a circuit or something like that, um, they just want to know, okay, well, you know, am I going to be able to take, you know, at least a few, you know, strong, slower, deep breaths to calm my body down before I get to the next bout. So I'll I'll vary the work to rest, whether that's two to one, uh, one to, you know, two to two, you know, whatever it is, uh, one to one um, equal amount of rest to work. But um, that's that's one of the first things that they'll ask is they know it's not going to feel good. So how long do I get to actually calm down a little bit before I hit the next set? Yeah, my clients uh, pretty much asked the same thing. But, uh, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I was mentioning this to some other trainers and they're like, and I said we were going to do a hit, you know, a hit podcast. They were like, oh, so you're going to talk about Tabata training. And um, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, yeah. and and for those of you guys that have never heard of Tabata training, it is a form of a hit workout. And Tabata um, was discovered in 1996 by a Japanese professor. His name was Azumi Tabata, I think, if I'm saying mm -hmm. that correctly. Yep. And, you know, so basically what his thought process was when you're doing like an actual true Tabata workout, it's going to be the same exercise that you're doing for four minutes. OK, and when I say four minutes, it's not straight. So this would be the interval you're going to be doing, um, let's say, 20 seconds of 80 to 90 percent of all you have and then you're going to rest for 10 seconds and then you repeat that eight times and when we are saying 80 to 90 seconds as hard as you can for 20 seconds and only resting for 10 and then repeating that for eight rounds by the time you're done with your four minute workout you are like done for the day i mean because you gave it all that you had during those 20 seconds of that eight rounds and so it's extremely extremely challenging so one thing I wanted to point out was when you've got Tabata, it is a hit workout. You are doing, you know, complete bouts of an exercise as hard as you can and then resting and you're going back and forth. It's fun. They're effective. Everyone loves them because it's challenging, but you've got to be in really good shape to do that. 
When we're okay. talking about HIT, though, one of the comparisons between the two is that you could do a lot of different types of exercises. So you could do the common push-ups or jumping jacks or yep. squats. And the same thing, you can do those same type of intervals. However, usually you're going to notice that your work to rest ratio will be different. So instead of it being very specific, it may be anywhere from a one to one or a one to two, meaning a one minute, you're doing it for one minute and then resting two minutes and then repeating that for what, however long you want to do that. And with like, when you had said circuit training, it would be like the push-ups and then rest two minutes and then the jumping jacks and rest two minutes and squats and rest two minutes. And so it does provide a, a more of a variety because it's not the same thing. It's not mm -hmm. as intense because you're having a, a longer rest. However, during that time of work, you still want to try to elevate your heart rate and give it all you have. Right. There is nothing left in the gas tank once once they get a true. <laughs> it's, it's those things that, you know, like when we travel, Wendy, and we, we don't have a lot of time between, let's say, if we have to get um, to the office or to a class and, you know, you're you know, as as presenters who travel, you know, you try to get your workout done in the beginning of the day, because at the end of the day, we know that, you know, just mentally, you know, talking all, all you know, all day that, uh, you know, there's not a there's not a whole lot mentally. And as far as being able to bring on a, an intense workout after you've done a day's worth of work. So if it's about, OK, I got to meet Wendy at, in an hour, but I need to get my workout in before before I meet her for breakfast, then it's like, okay, I got four minutes. I'm going to do my 20 seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 10. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those ways you can really fit in a lot in a short period of time. So if you're, you know, in one scenario to where this, this uh, shorter format really works in to for four minutes of work, it's, it's, it's in those cases where you're traveling a lot of body weight options as far as repeat work mm -hmm. like you said Wendy jumping jacks push-ups you know mountain climbers are a great one but uh yeah you're 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 in and you're done and you okay you can check that box at, you know in the beginning of the day well I found it interesting when I was reading more about Tabata that you know that it originally was quote invented by him was to train mm -hmm. the Olympic speed the Olympic yeah. speed skaters and so yeah. you know it's it for it, us to be using it with our clientele you want to think I mean that was the level that they were using it at, you know, or the level that, that this person was trying to have these mm -hmm. athletes perform this type of workout. Yeah. And I think I just, I kind of have to chuckle because when you're like, oh yeah, I've only got four minutes, I'm going to do this. Like for me, I might be able to do it for four minutes, but it may take me 45 minutes to come down and meet you, especially if it was very leg, <laughs> leg specific. So, so when we say it's four minutes of hard work, if you are giving your 80 to 90 or even 90%, um, during that 20 seconds for eight rounds um, with such a short rest period. I mean, it really does take your body some time to recover. Um, but that, again, will specify the importance of having a very good foundation because it is extremely, extremely challenging um, on your muscles, your body, your cardiovascular system, your heart. I mean, you, you mm -hmm. name it like it's a you're, you're working and, and uh, it's it's something you'll definitely feel the first time you do it. Um, you'll know that you did one if you if you did the Tabata. Now, same thing with HIT. If you're if you've never done a HIT workout, they're fun. I like them. I like to do them with people because then mm -hmm. we actually are laughing together. Like, okay, you you know your form looks fantastic in the very beginning, but you've mm -hmm. got ten seconds left, and by that time you're moving slower. Your your form is wanting yeah. to break, and and you know, and what your eighty percent looks like at that point versus when you start. There's a significant change. 
change um, very often. So yeah, and that's why that's why it's only four minutes. Uh, because <laughs> there's, there's that. I mean, and for anybody that's you know, and I know I brought up the scenario of um, you know, a quick workout in a hotel or if you're traveling, body weight and all that good stuff, but. Um, if anybody's been a personal trainer or has like those, uh, you know, 30 minute workouts, you know, has a 30 minute set they sell in 30 minute packages, things like that. Or if you've had a client that's shown up late, um, not to say that it's a, a form of punishment for showing up late. But I don't know. The, I think that's where the, you're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you still try to you try to compress. Now, all the energy I would have had you spend within this time frame. I'm going to try and have you spend it in this amount of time frame. So we'll do all our requisite warm up, and that's one of the things that's 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 important okay. now, is that when we're now training for somebody for the 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, we are talking about a high level of intensity, which I which you know I said earlier is it's going to be probably power based or you know very high intensity you know strength based movements. So. You know, so when we're talking about, you know, like what we're talking about today with with hit training with both Wendy Batts and I, um, you know, talking about this high intensity of training, you're trying to compress it in such a short period of time. We still have to make sure that your client and it's more important than ever that they're prepared for this this workout with a dynamic warm up routine, still getting them, you know, making sure they, they have the range of motion. We've upregulated their nervous system, their balance and all that. And then then we can can you know get that 30 minute session with this high intensity but you know like what we said earlier in the beginning when we we talked about you know uh sometimes you'll have excessive muscle soreness and it, it, there is an increased risk of injury it's because we haven't we haven't groomed them we haven't prepped them for that because i you know i i keep mentioning my group of my group of older gentlemen um 75 plus and they and i have them do this format of training um but it is but it is about doing about 20 minutes of movement prep followed by the four minutes of, of, of Tabata in this case. And then I, and then I followed up with an extended cool down or, or some kind of deloading um, movement to, to get them to unwind off of the stress that I've, that I've just implemented onto them. So, so it is, it is definitely, you know, four minutes of pure fun, joy, and pleasure. If you're uh, if you're doing it right. And I think as a trainer, when you're leading big classes, I mean, that's why, you know, mm -hmm. HIT has become so popular because, you know, it's really hard and nobody wants to listen to you count. And if you're looking at a lot of different people and you're trying to co correct form, it's easy to, to do a stopwatch and hit start and stop and start and yep. stop. And, and I think that's when, you know, when we're talking about HIT workouts being 45 minutes. So it's really not kind of technically a true HIT. Um, mm -hmm. because they're not giving like a rest break or they'll do five or six different moves for like five minutes, like a minute a piece. And then they're like, okay, take a 30 second break. Well, that's, that's not really it either because they're not, you know, doing that type of intensity. Um, and then they're getting a short rest period, if that makes any sense. You know, they're not doing one mm -hmm. and then resting one and then resting. And right. so, um, but you know, I think it really has to, to fit within your lifestyle. You've got to enjoy, you know, that I know some of my, you know, I had a client that was freaking out because she was sweating and she didn't like to sweat. So Tabata <laughs> would definitely not be um, a really good workout for her. You know, she was there uh -huh. to work on building strength and bone density like this was not her thing. And so, you know, you don't want to you know push it on people. However, 
when done correctly, it really is fun. And it, it really pushes you to a limit to see what you're made of. Because if you're doing it, I remember, like I said, the first time I did it, I actually did my Tabata um, for the first time on a bike. And it was uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> a very, uh, it was a, it was a wake up call for me because that 20 seconds seemed to last forever, especially when I was in round six and seven. And I thought, well, okay, eight, I'm almost done. Just give it all I have because I knew I was going to be done. But, um, right. but, you know, for someone that like me, I enjoy that type of stuff every once in a while because I'm like, you know what, I, I, I deserve to, I ate something I shouldn't have eaten. I knew I shouldn't have done it. So this is my punishment, you know, so, but I'm, so I'm good like that. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, Wendy, what, I know I have my favorite exercises that I might use for these short bursts. What, 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 what do you bias yourself towards as far as, okay, today we're going to do, we're going to do this uh, 20 seconds on 10, 20 seconds off. What exercises do you like to do uh, when, when it comes to putting a program together for your client? I think it really depends on the client because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, if I'm doing like a Tabata, I try to have something that's more stable because I know mm -hmm. at 80 to 95 percent and having such such low recovery that I don't want right. them to be doing some high impact like jumping or something like that because I don't want them to get so tired that, you know, they right. misstep and something bad happens to their body. So I would do like a, you know, a row, like using the rower. Um, mm -hmm. I would have them do a bike or something along those lines where I would feel comfortable doing that true Tabata. Now for HIT, it's mm -hmm. a different story because I do mix it up. I like to do a variety of exercises. And so, you know, I may have them do, um, you know, like the, basically the push-ups. I may have them do speed squats or prisoner squats. Um, I may have them doing, you know, alternating lunges in different planes of motion, even as fast as they can control without mm -hmm. breaking um, so I think it kind of depends. I usually don't do, I mean, the one thing that I love about specifically the HIIT workouts is that you, like you mentioned before, you, it doesn't require any kind of like equipment. So I think right. it's, it's only as creative and as, you know, as creative as you want it to be. However, really thinking if you're doing a true HIIT with minimal rest and trying to execute these percentages at such a high percentage, you want to keep it safe. So what can they do? where you know they can do it safely but then it's also going to challenge them so a lot of multi-joint stuff as well mm -hmm. how about yourself right. uh well that's where i'm i try to you know mix i try to mix things up and i just wanted your perspective on what you like because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's easy you know you have you know you could easily do things like you know split squats right mm -hmm. Um, you know, and you can get 20 seconds on the right leg and then 20, you know, or 30 seconds to, you know, do one lot, do one side and then do the other side. So it's, you know, you get, you get full time on each side, but then I'll also have, you know, as far as the exercise selection goes, I might do sequences where, you know, it, not too, not too different than what uh, we would do for like a state, you know, strength endurance exercise. So mm -hmm. I might have them do a, um, you know, a push up with a faster tempo and then I might have them do a just a static hold at the bottom of a push up for the 20 seconds you know what I mean or that might be a split squat followed by a wall squat um, you know after the break so I'll I'll actually compound stress on mm -hmm. to a specific body part and I might um, you know gear my selection towards that so I might do a push push uh, pull, pull, and then uh, lower body, lower body. If I'm doing a six exercise hit, you know, circuit, 
and I'll I'll also do some like balance work during the during the breaks. Mm-hmm. So it's more of an active rest than it is a true, you know, just gather your breath, you know, gather your breath and get ready for the next thing. I might just okay, just stand on one leg and just kind of point your toe forward, point your toe to the side. And then on the next break, then I'll have them stand on their other leg. And then, you know, that way we can kind of get get a little bit of, you know, the ancillary work with with balance and maybe, you know, some some shoulder mobility work I'll, I'll add in there. But it'll be, you know, it's not not unlike what we might do with a regular phase one or phase two or, you know, strength endurance or maybe even a power phase, depending on depending on the exercise. Yeah, I know what I've commonly seen when, you know, I've, I've been to the gym and I see people that are trying this or doing doing this, or even if I've seen some of the classes, uh, you know, one thing that that I've, I find a little concerning and want, want you guys to think about, you know, common exercises that people do for this type of thing would be mountain mm-hmm. climbers, burpees, um, that type of stuff, or like, you know, the, yeah. the, the push up into an explosive pull up and then, and then back and forth. But the, the problem with it, with the, with the mountain climber, it's definitely safer because you're staying in the same position, but then you're going to notice that the hips start to rise up or their head starts to fall mm-hmm. down. So it is very, very important that you maintain proper form because then it's like, well, you're just like you said earlier, feeding into compensations that are going to lead to injury or lead to muscles that you don't want activated activating. And so that's one thing. And same thing with the burpee. It's like, you know, by the, by the end of, of, the the circuit or if you're doing it for time you know one of the things that's kind of concerning is the the jump and when they get tired their feet start to go out or you know they're just start kind of collapsing into their their squat or when they're putting their hands down they're not getting you know they're not kicking out you know the right way so again stuff's happening at the the hip complex and so you know just a couple of things to think about like if you're going to do it find find exercises that you're good at find exercises that you enjoy mm-hmm. and then take it to the highest level and see how you do on an execution standpoint. Um, because I think that's the best place to start um, yeah. versus trying some of these, like, like I said, multi joint that require very mm-hmm. good movement um, in order to do this for the first time. So. Right. And I, and I think when it comes to exercise selection also is that if you're doing something like a mountain climber, and you're maybe in your third or fourth round or, or however however uh, much volume or exercise you have in the circuit like you're saying when the your your hips are rising forms going all over the place this is where it's important for you as the exerciser if you're putting yourself through this or if you're a personal trainer and you're starting to watch you know just you know their hips are all over the place shoulders are all over the place shoulder blades are flying all over um it's 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 very important to know what regressions you have available to you um, that you can make on the fly. Again, because we are talking about the word high intensity is a part of this. So how do you keep it relatively high intensity, especially in the later in the later rounds to where now you are, um, you're still able to do the mountain climber, but instead of both feet moving simultaneously as you drive the knees up to the shoulders, that might wind up being, you know, just a step with the right foot right foot comes back, step with the left foot, the left foot comes back. And it's still high intensity relative to that client, right? Mm -hmm. So just because you've regressed things, you know, at face value, me as an observer, they're doing an easier version, but the exerciser themselves, 
they're still, you know, they're still gassing it, right? They're still, they're still breathing hard and they're still working. They're still sweating. So just because someone has been regressed doesn't mean that you've taken that much of the intensity away. So, and, and that's what's going to help alleviate the, the possibility of incurring stress, injury, or even, you know, over overdoing it so much that they are just so sore that they're immobile the next day. So just, I, I, I highly caution trainers or, or just kind of build up your, your library of exercises. And within the library of exercises, you have a set of regressions to, to bring them down. On the other side of the coin is that you have the ability to bump them up if it does look too easy. Cause again, you want them to be exerting themselves at a high level. If it's too easy, then you're not really working out at a high level. You're basically just doing an extended warm-up. Great points. And I think, you know, one thing that you touched on twice um, in two different two different <laughs> are you, places. Are you so, saying I'm repeating myself? <laughs> no, they're different, but I think okay. it actually could come together. But, you know, I think sometimes unless we really stress it, you know, oftentimes, you know, people that are listening to podcasts, whether you are a trainer, whether you have a trainer or whether you're just doing your own workouts. I mean, something to think about, too, is any population can do this. And to Ken's point, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes, you know, we hear, well, OK, the senior population definitely shouldn't do this because we have to worry right. about them breaking a hip and we have to worry about blah, 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 blah. Well, that is extremely um, that is definitely true. I mean, meaning that mm -hmm. like you have to worry about these things with all populations, depending on what their assessments is and their age, as well as any any contraindications you need to be aware of or medications that they're on. That's why that assessment part is so, so important. However, to your point, what you just said is having regressed exercises or exercises that someone may do could be high intensity for any of these populations um, based on how they're coming to you. And so we want to train people for the speed of life. And unfortunately, life doesn't always move at a very slow tempo or a very, very, you know, specific way. It's all different, all different speeds, all different, you know, uh, planes of motion and all different ways of, of having to react. So different reaction times. And so throwing Tabata or HIT or any of the these types of exercises or training programs into different populations can be fun as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one thing that, that I think I, you know, I know I stress, Oh, I love it. Cause I think it's hard. I have fun. Well, it's okay to actually challenge all of your clients at, from time to time. This isn't something you're going to want to do with them every single workout mm -hmm. multiple times a week. You know, it's like do it, you know, once or twice, depending on how often you're going to see them, you know, make it appropriate, but just realize that you have to speed them up. So therefore they're going to get benefits because whatever you're training them for will turn into activities of daily living. And we want to think our days of living are at all different speeds and all different, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not always easy either. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So one, one other question I have for you, Wendy, and uh, okay. I know it's kind of turning into a little bit of an interview, but, uh, cause I, I know you, I know you do this with your clients, but what do you say uh, to your clients when when they're in that recovery phase, right? So if you have 20 seconds, 30 seconds of rest before they start their next, they, they start their next um, bout of, of high intensity uh, movements, what do you say? How do you coach them up to kind of truly get them to get them to get their heart rate down? Because I know you use, um, you know, uh, you know, whoop and and uh, others other heart rate monitoring devices out there. But what are you doing to help them 
accelerate or facilitate that recovery process before you bump them up again? How do you, how do you get them to get to that next level? Well, I know, you know, for me, it really depends um, because, again, it depends on what level, because I, I train all different ages and all different populations as well as, you know, we've got some of you know our elite athletes. And so it's amazing because when you've got, you know, some clients that are at a really high level, they know how to get their heart rate down pretty quickly, which is, is kind of fascinating to see. However, someone like myself, it takes me a little bit more time. So usually what I would do is, is kind of like what you said, more of an active mm -hmm. recovery. So I'm like, yeah. as soon as you're done, I want you to grab your water and we're going to walk and I'll walk with them. Like, you know, because I don't want them just to go from full out to nothing, just sitting there. And so, you know, I think sometimes that when you walk and you're not walking at a fast pace, but you're keeping the muscles moving, you're keeping the blood flow because you're getting ready to start back. And, mm -hmm. and that, you know, whether it's 10 seconds, if you're doing Tabata or if you're doing, you know, the you're giving them 30 seconds, whatever it is, sometimes when you're walking around and kind of slowing things down, it, it will allow their heart rate to drop faster at, and, and it's safer too. And they're less likely right. to cramp or less likely to have some, something happen. So right. it really just depends because I think, you know, you're going to get to know your clients hopefully before, cause you're not going to do this probably in the first week you see them mm -hmm. um, that you kind of know right. things that, you know, they enjoy. Like you're not going to talk about work, like don't start bringing up high stress things that are going to stress someone out, um, you know, right. but, you know, really focusing on their breathing, really trying to, you mm -hmm. know, focus on their posture. I don't want them bent over. I don't want them doing stuff. I want them to really kind of keep their posture upright. And like I said, even if they don't want to walk and it's something like that, it's really taking deep breaths and trying to control, mm -hmm. control themselves because that's at the end of the day, that's what we're there to do. Right. Right. And again, today we're talking about hit training, trying to get the most bang out of your buck for your for your workout. And it's uh, it's Wendy Batts and myself, Ken Miller here. Bring up all the good things because, uh, you know, I, I think um, trying to get the most out of that 10, 20, 30 second break is is imperative for them to perform better for the next the next bout of, of movement. Right. So. Um, what I'll try to do and all the things that you're, you're saying, Wendy, um, you know, I try to do, you know, as far as, you know, walk around, get your, you know, get your bottle of water. Uh, you know, let's wipe off some of that sweat that you've, you've got going on. But I'm also um, and this is something I tell trainers is that, you know, coach them up. Right. If you see that their form is, you know, like we talked about form and technique, if you're if their form and technique is starting to go by the wayside, teach them the regression. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell them what, you know, help them visualize what that looks like so that they can they can perform the next set properly uh, with good form and technique. And, and not like just what you said, Wendy, just you want to encourage them, help keep them going. But, you know, this is also a good coaching opportunity to let them know, hey, I see the effort and here's what we can do to do better the next time around. Or here's a couple changes I want to make. And, you know, if you do these changes, you know, we're going to be in a good spot. You're still going to feel it but it's going to be a little bit different on how you feel it. And I think you'll be really shocked, especially if you're doing this and you haven't done it this way, how short that rest period is, especially oh, if you're, so you know, short. yeah. Because, yeah, you know, again, with Tabata, it's like by the time you grab your water, you have one sip and you're ready to go again. So you want to be careful what you're drinking in between as well. Usually I don't yeah. even grab anything until we're done. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's the right or oh, wrong way of doing it. I just don't want to throw it right back up. That's <laughs> well, only 10 you know, seconds, right? You I know. I mean, 10 seconds to take a gulp and then just yeah. pray. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, when we're, when we're talking about this, 
one of the reasons just to reiterate the purpose of us doing this was because we wanted to, to let people know when they're talking about doing a hit workout and they, they went to the gym and they did 60 minutes of hit it really might have been a high intensity workout for that individual but it's not giving anywhere so like you know again with tabata you're up to 100 yeah. you know 85 to 100 and then anywhere from 85 to 90 percent. so it's a little more conservative when you're talking about a mm -hmm. true hit workout and you know and you're only doing it for a few minutes because of of you know when you're when you're trying to basically give it all that you've yeah. got you don't have a lot you don't have 45 minutes to do that type of workout now it's different because if you're doing a 45 minute or 60 minute workout you're doing more of a power workout or you know something like that you may give yourself some adequate time but you know i don't suggest the first time you do this i i suggest maybe doing even you know three or four exercises to start with with a little longer breaks you know right. so maybe you know do something for 30 seconds and rest for a minute or a minute and a half and then and then doing something different and trying it three and then you know adding four or five but you know don't there's no need to really go past it should take less than 10 minutes not including the warm-up or cool down and i think that's the big thing too is is we wanted to reiterate that that you know yeah. we don't want people to go out and try to do a 60 minute hit hit class or yeah, we're asking exactly. for trouble in so many different ways so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, what else is there to say? So uh, I think, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, I think one of the points that we're really trying to make here is, you know, the rest is definitely just as important as the, uh, the intensity of the exercise. Cause it is about creating those peaks and valleys um, when you are monitoring the heart rate and you are trying to get them uh, to the intensity. It's just, you're not going to, you're not going to get as many valleys as you are, peaks if if it is a drawn out you know if you're if you're not as restful as you need to be during the rest or if your if your intensity isn't as high as it needs to be so it's it's just basically more of a drawn out kind of oscillation versus peak and valley peak and valley for for this level of workout yeah i mean i think you know for me the key takeaways is have fun with it it really is fun yeah. but it is is really really challenging too and you know it, and just to kind of reiterate when we're talking about tabata it is truly four minutes of work so you're doing 20 seconds on mm -hmm. 10 seconds off for eight rounds and when you're thinking about a true hit you can do and that's all with tabata you're doing the same exercise I tr you know, yeah. like whatever you start with is what you're doing and that's all you're focusing on. I mean, with, with respect to if you need to regress or whatever. Um, but on, on the flip side of that, you know, when we're talking about hit, it can be different exercises. It is something where you're going to set specific times where you may do 20 or mm -hmm. 20 to 40 seconds, or maybe even up to a minute. And then you're doing either a one-to-one -one or, or a one to two minute rest, meaning one minute on two minutes off and, and doing something like that it just it's fun it's it's something that you can do but i can't reiterate this enough which you stressed earlier too so i feel like i'm just kind of repeating your words a warm-up and a cool down <laughs> is going to be extremely critical for these individuals um who are performing these type of workouts because we don't want blood pooling you don't want anything anything like that to happen with your clients because they are exerting almost 100 percent of their max effort right so with that said, Wendy, if we're starting to repeat ourselves, I think it's time that, that we, <laughs> we go ahead and close up on this on this topic. So as always, I had fun talking about this, uh, you know, because it is something that you see out there. But, you know, question is, you know, whether or not 
you know, as, as an instructor, are these things being done properly? So Wendy, thank you so much for your insight and sharing your uh, experience when it comes to this format of training. And, uh, you know, as, as I always like to say, it's just, you know, you're, you're only limited by your creativity. So take this format of training um, and just do with it what you will, but just be responsible with how you take people through. So with that being said, thank you everybody for spending this time with us on The Random Fit on this topic of how to get the most bang for your buck for your workout. So if you like what we had to talk about, please follow, like, subscribe, download the, the podcast and so you can listen to it at your leisure. But until next time, thank you everyone and take care and be well.